Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Do you have some negative stuff in your past that you're still hanging on to and it's weighing you down? Today on Episode 8 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, You'll meet my guest, Wakiria Whitlock, the president of the nonprofit Global MVP and author of I Love What I've Forgotten, who's been through difficult multiple circumstances in life and turned them into something beautiful. Let's talk about the best thing we can do with adversity and how that relates to personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. As a coach, I get to hear about people's good days and bad days seasons of growth and survival. I've seen loads of people struggle with the negative circumstances that are coming at them and they fight against it, letting it consume their joy until they're a shell of the potential that is inside of them. And then there are those who seem to ride the waves of adversity, bouncing with resilience into a new shape that they weren't before it happened, a reinvention of sorts. Those are truly amazing people like my guest today. I want to be mentioned in that group myself, going through my darkest year in 2006, and after sitting in the pain for a while, deciding to get back up and start over in many areas of my life. In fact, I did 11 things that brought the light and joy back to my life. And by the way, happy to share those with anyone that also needs a reinvention of sorts to get you back on track. Just hit me up at growingforward@paulcasey.org, and I'll shoot those to you. This podcast, nor my business of helping spark breakthrough success, wouldn't exist if it weren't for the lessons learned in that season of my life. Well, my guest today is entrepreneur Wakiria Whitlock. Here's a little bit about Wakiria. She was born in Magic Valley, Idaho. She loves meditation, yoga, traveling, tea, singing, walking, swimming, long baths, truffles, and all things rose. She stayed in Idaho until 2013 when she left to live with a friend in Fiji. Mm, So beautiful. Her three-month stay sparked her journey around the world, and she has lived in and traveled to over 29 different countries and fallen in and out of love too many times before, before finding true love in God, becoming grounded in her beliefs, and finding clarity in her vision. Throughout her journey, she made a point of following her intuition, facing her fears, and trusting the process, putting spirit over everything. And right now, she's on a yacht. So I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) So so, uh, you are one of those success stories of connecting with someone on LinkedIn and benefiting greatly from the connection. So now your influence is rippling out to all of us. So welcome, Wakiria. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you told me your story when we chatted after we connected on LinkedIn. It was powerful for me to hear. I was grieving your losses as you were telling the story, and I was celebrating how you keep turning each one of them into something beautiful. And I really think our listeners need to hear your story. So I think this is going to be a different kind of 
Grow Forward Today episode. If you'd be so gracious, would you take us through some of the adversity that could have taken you out, but you didn't let it keep you down and render you out of the game of life? And then maybe as we go through that together at each turning point, you could share what you learned and, or what you intentionally did to reinvent yourself time and time again. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Take us wherever <laughs> you want to start. I know. It's like, where do I start? <laughs> um, I think that I'll start just before I went to Fiji and then pop back in time as we need okay. to. So... I was in college. I was a junior in college, mentoring college freshmen, and I would always tell them, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. And one day it just struck me that I was not doing that. Um, I was super depressed. I had no idea why I was going to counseling, um, eating right, exercising, doing all the things. And I just felt like there was no avail, you know, that was just this looming feeling over me. And I learned about meditation from a business class, actually. I was like, all of these CEOs are doing meditation. There must be something to that. And then I also learned about mindfulness journaling from one of my friends. And so those two things started to change how I saw myself, how I was thinking, and what I believed was possible and how I could change my life, right? So I came to this realization or I just felt very deeply and strongly that the best thing that we can do with our lives is share our gift. Like it's going to be the most rewarding, the most purposeful. And I at the time was so depressed and everything was so dark that it was easier to spot the light. And for me, um, writing was that it's helped me to feel better. It's something that came to me quite naturally. And I saw that as my gift because I wasn't trying. It was just something that came to me effortlessly. And so I decided, oh, I think that I'm going to write and sing now. And uh, I actually applied to transfer to a school in Tennessee. And my parents were like, no, absolutely not. That is not who you are. And so I actually dropped out. I've always been kind of a rebel. I was like, okay, fine. I see no purpose for me doing what I'm doing right now. And so I... I'm going to live the life that I imagined. I had that um, quote in my bedroom in college all throughout college. It was um, by Henry David Thoreau, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you imagined. And I decided to drop out. And then one of my friends heard about this and they said like, oh, you dropped out of school. Do you want to, <laughs> where are you living? And I had no idea. And they said I could come live in the basement of their frat house. <laughs> <laughs> That's an adventure in itself. <laughs> I know, right? And I was, so I actually didn't drink in college except for during like Christmas break um, or summer break. And so 
being a part of that scene to me was so exciting <laughs> and people were so like loose and it was so interesting to me to talk to people about things in life when they were like that and so <laughs> so I really enjoyed it but I still I didn't know what I was doing I was doing mindfulness and one day my friend calls me who's finishing up school in Hawaii and she goes I'm moving to Fiji right now do you want to come with so I sold my car and moved to Fiji I had $50 to my name oh. which I still look back at this and I'm just like, wow, you're bold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I went to Fiji. I showed up actually with literally no plan. Um, but I had no doubts, right? Like the plan that I had was that I was going to live with my friend and I would work at a restaurant there. And I didn't know where she was staying. So, you know, when you go into a foreign country, you usually have to have like the address of where you're staying, um, your flight out, stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't Nothing. have any of that. And I didn't realize that you needed to. So it was my first time out of the country and I was 20 years old. And then they brought me to this back room and they were speaking to me and they go, what is your plans? I tell them, oh, you know, I'm, I'm moving to Fiji. And then, Bam, here, like I told them my friend's name, Hosanna, stamped my passport and let me on through. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the door opened and out, out you went. Yeah, exactly. It was just so bizarre. I didn't know that was a thing that you had to do. And um, I really enjoyed my time there. It's just, I came from a really small town. Uh, Filer, Idaho, which is, um, at, it used to be 2000 people. So it's a small farming community. I actually did a podcast like last week and the guy told me our median income there is $36,000. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the kind of town that I grew up in. And my background was, you know, it was tough. My real dad, he had been addicted to meth and um, was completely out of my life by the time that I was four. And um, well, he was out of my life when I was eight, but they got a divorce when I was four. And um, my mom married a new guy, my stepdad who ended up really raising me but he also had anger problems that and abusive patterns that he had learned from his family right and so it wasn't a good space <laughs> and I didn't have like a good relationship with men obviously and so when I was in high school I was involved in statutory rape and that was like really difficult also being from a small town everybody knowing everything and then um you know yeah I don't know if we even want to get into it so much like about the whole me too and stuff like that it's just um people do call you things when 
you go to court like that, you know, and people do blame you. And that's at least how it was then. And um, I'm glad that things are changing, but there's like a, a real reason why people had so much fear over talking to that because the experience afterwards was just horrible. And um, that was a huge character building moment in my life. Um, I went on to do very well in school and very well in activities. I was president of many clubs. I was student body president. I got over like 19 scholarships. And one of them was actually from Wells Fargo Bank for uh, something I had written. And it was about our parents don't make us who we are. We get to choose who we want to be. And I think that you know, I looked back, I was like, wow, I was 17 when I wrote that. And it's still, I'm like, yep, that is so true. We have a choice. And sometimes the things that like the conditions that we were raised in, they make it difficult for us to see the kind of, and we call them very commonly now limiting beliefs. We're able to notice those and move forward, right? And grow. We're growing forward. And <laughs> I know. It's just, um, gosh, like if that's one thing that I've learned in my life is like you have that power to change and be new. And that's really been so strong throughout my existence. So when I was in Fiji, that's like a... <sighs> a pattern of changing my behaviors and changing like my actions come from belief. So at that point, my beliefs had changed. So I, what I thought was possible was greater. Right. And I was more adventurous and more confident in what I could do. And so I get to Fiji. I'm actually asked to model in a fashion show. I, go and uh, I never did modeling in my entire life and I got to do runway on a beach in Fiji for a, yeah for wedding dresses <laughs> every girl's dream right <laughs> exactly I got to learn how to surf from um, this really hot Australian surfer also every girl's dream uh-huh. I got to go diving with sharks maybe not every girl's yeah, right. dream <laughs> Dolphins, maybe, but not sharks. Yeah. yeah. It was just so miraculous. And I could really see how everything that I had been dreaming of was coming to life. And I ended up working for a volunteer. I was volunteering for tips as a waitress. And um, I got picked up to go on a yacht. And it, you know, was different. I had become plant-based during the time that I was working at the restaurant because I saw how much waste was involved with animals. And so I decided I would become plant-based and then I saw how much waste we had on the yachts and it just, it made me sick actually. And um, I didn't like this at all, (laughs) but I spent yeah it's been a lot of growing that has happened to become where i'm at today and um anyway so 
after my three-month visa in Fiji ended, I had to decide what I was going to do. I just decided to fly back to California and figure it out. And I am in LA. Um, I actually met up with someone I met in Fiji and we were going to walk up the West Coast together. And then I realized that I didn't really get along with this person very well. <laughs> uh -oh. And so, yeah, we just were, yeah, had a lot of different ideas of how to travel, right? And so I decided I would go to Florida and do yachting. It was like a good way to make money and travel. And it was a fantastic opportunity that I'd been given. So I fly to Florida at this point, only having $100 to my name. I land and I'm told by people that go to 17th street and find like a yachting agency and you'll get a job. And so I'm like, okay. So I ride the shuttle from the airport, the free shuttle to 17th street, walking down 17th street with my backpacking backpack, having <laughs> no idea really what to do, what I'm looking for. I see a vegan restaurant. I go inside and this girl lets me borrow her phone and look up a hostel to stay at. And there was one right down the road. It was only $40 a night. So I go to this hostel. I tell the guy my situation and he says I can do marketing for them and I will be able to stay there. And a guy overheard me because at hostels, they'll have little computers at the front usually for people to work on. And um, he was like, hey, um, my job is looking for a hostess. Do you want to come with me to work? And I did. I rode <laughs> the bus with him to work, went in through the back doors and um, ended up getting the job but it didn't start for a week. And so I um, stayed at the hostel and I was like really not comfortable there. There was bed bugs. The lady that I was living with, she was speaking like a million miles a minute and apparently was a surgeon. And, and it's just like none of it made any sense to me, obviously. <laughs> and then on the third night, that I was there, um, someone actually overdosed from drugs. I don't know who they were, but I just knew that it was a bad, like bad environment to be in. So I decided that I needed to get out of this environment. That's like crucial, by the way, I'll like interject right here is removing yourself from a toxic environment, like recognizing the sign for that and getting out um and so anyway i get on the computer i look at couch surfing that's another thing i'll point out always look for what you can do like what are your options what are the actions that you can take to change your situation so i'm on couch surfing looking for a girl to stay with not one of these million men that say like oh only girls so this girl sarah comes and picks me up brings me to her house and she was amazing she taught me so much about poly she's polyamorous 
goodness. And I had never met anyone who was like that before. And like, I found it actually quite endearing how she described it. Cause yeah, people who are polyamorous, they like to have multiple relationships, but they're committed and open. Like they're just very communicative. Whereas people sometimes, sometimes like mistake them for swingers and that's like a derogatory thing. And yeah, that was also a completely new world from for little Miss Idaho, small town girl. And um, after seven days of staying there, I got to start my job. It was about a three hour bus ride because she, yeah, obviously lived further away. And then you have the connecting stops. And I go to the restaurant, the girl at the front desk, her name's also Sarah. She goes, oh my gosh, you're living with a stranger. Come live with me. And so I did. I moved in with her. <laughs> She's She was much closer in age and um, lived right down the street. So I got to walk to work. And she's one of my best friends to this day, which is pretty wow. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's amazing. And um, after a month of living with her, I had enough money saved up to take my SDCW. And I ended up moving out to a crew house because it's better for networking and you're, you know, you can find jobs that way. And so one week living at the crew house doing my SDCW, which is the minimum requirements for getting into yachting, by the way, which if you want to get into yachting, you can go to my website. I have a free <laughs> ebook. <laughs> nice. Just like it, as it goes up. Yeah. Because everybody asks me how to get into yachting and well, there's a lot of things to consider, but anyway, you just do it. <laughs> and um, anyway, I was cooking for people there. I still didn't have a lot of money. And so the thing that I would do for my enjoyment and for entertainment and for other people was cook. Someone recommended me to a boat and I got my first job as a temporary crew chef on a yacht. Um, just. Wow. Yeah. Just amazing. And gosh, from there, it's just been stories like that. Um, truly, I've gone all over the world. Um, I've worked as a yoga instructor. Um, I work as a yoga instructor now on yachts. I sing in a band. I um, <laughs> was a nanny in personal cook in the Hamptons. I've been a server for a private poker tournament. Um, literally every dream that I had came true. And I realized this a few years ago and it kind of made me feel stuck a little bit because I didn't know what to dream of next. <laughs> well, I decided I'd just dream as big as possible. And honestly, like world peace was what came to my mind. And so um, I ended up leaving my job working for Arthur Blank, um, who's one of the founders of Home Depot, and just focusing on my spirituality. Um, about three months into this, COVID happened. 
And I thought, well, geez, I can't go back to work now, even though I had no clarity at that point. And so I focused on my spirituality in a different way because I had been very structured and followed like a, a drink lemon water, meditate, gratitude journal, yoga, da 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 da. Um, every day for three months and I didn't feel like I had any more clarity in my vision. And so I reflected on why I was doing that. And I was like, okay, um, I'm doing this for joy. So why am I taking such like a long route, you know, like going down this winding road instead of just going straight there. So I started to just choose joy in more intuitively. And this is during COVID lockdown. And one day I wanted a cookie. So I ride my bike to, um, <laughs> to the middle of Fort Lauderdale. And this guy, the cookie teller asks me if I'm doing okay. Cause people were really struggling obviously. And um, I was like, oh, I'm doing fine. I do meditation and yoga, but I'm working on my writing. And he goes, oh, well, if you're working on your writing, I'd love to help you bring it to life because it's, it's mostly melodies what I write. They're very lyrical poems. And I learn how to play the piano and I'm recording my stuff from this guy's help, by the way. Um, and I really... <laughs> I really didn't do well. It was horrible. And I decided then that I would take a different action and put all of my songs, my poems together. And 20 hours straight of going through my voice recordings, going through my um, writings, my journals, I actually made my book. And, <laughs> and I want to, and I will follow up with that, but we got to go to a break because I want to hear more about the book. Okay. So mm -hmm. we'll just, we'll just pause right here. Mm -hmm. You're all listening to the grow forward today podcast on the voice America business channel. You can contact me at growing forward at paulcasey.org and my guest Walkeria Whitlock at walkeriawhitlock.com. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about that book that while Carrie was just talking about, and also some of her nonprofit work that she's doing right now. It's a fascinating story. Stay tuned. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye. Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you're wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. 
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back. So, Valkyria, you you sent me your book of poetry and prose, and thank you for sending that to me. I've been reading it this past week, and I finished it. It's called I Love What I've Forgotten, had my highlighter out. I know some of the poems are very personal to you and and probably uh, elements of your story, and many of them are just, I mean, anyone can be inspired for, um, for their life from that. What did the book do for you, and why did you bring it into the world? So I, why I brought this into the world was that whole premise that we spoke about back when I was in college, um, which is like sharing your gift, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's why I did it. I was so determined that somehow, some way I would share this, this stuff that just comes to me, right? And at first I touched on it. I thought it was supposed to be songs. I thought it was supposed to be an album of music. And then as I was in the process of creating that, I realized that it sounded better with just acapella, with just me reading it. It gave the, it's very calming. And um, (laughs) I realized it was a book after I compiled all of it. I realized I had a lot of material. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually cut out a lot too. And I have my second book was almost done in the second month of finishing this one. (laughs) Wow. I know. <laughs> well, what's cool is the book is, you know, it's already written. You just had to put it into chapters and uh, get an illustrator and boom, it's, it's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to do, I want to do one of those kind of books where I've written, you know, hundreds of blogs uh, in my business and to put those all into a book as well, like theme them together by category. That's going to be my next book. So I feel like in a way, that's sort of what you did. You took about all these, these writings and inspirations and just culminated them all together. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. And I feel that when you're expressing something from your human experience, it's not everything will be relatable to everyone, but we all have different relatable experiences, right? Like there's always something that we can relate to when we share from the heart because goodness, like all of our lives are so amazing and so different different and intricate. And that's one of the things that I illustrate with my book is there's single line illustration to show the different pictures that a single stream of consciousness can create. And because, you know, our lives, they go up and down and sideways and we don't really know what's going on. And then we reach a moment where we look back and it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And those like steer us forward for the next little bit that like waves us around. And so I guess, um, what I hope to bring is hope 
because you never know where your path is leading and you could be creating the most beautiful picture. Yeah, I, I wanted to read one of these. Uh, I'll just pick one that I've highlighted here. Um, this one was called Only You and within it says, those vulnerabilities become a point of strength and before you know it, speaking of them is no longer a feat for you. But you know this, people on the other side will admire your strength and you may inspire them to find their own. But you will grow stagnant if you do not face your next vulnerability, your next scare, your next fear, that layer that you hold on to for comfort or strength, or perhaps because you do not know it is there, only you will know when it is time to let it go. Only you can let it go. Like, where did that one come from? I, you said each one has a story, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, I was actually in Puerto Rico. Um, I remember this like also very clearly, I watched a beautiful sunset. I went to a nice restaurant and was walking back to the Airbnb. And I was realizing how much I had grown. This was in uh, the beginning of 2020 that I wrote that and how people would speak to me about the things that I had done or accomplished and they would be so inspired and I didn't feel anything like it was a big deal. You know what I mean? I like, I was like, Hmm, I know that I can go deeper. You know, I, I know that I can push myself further. I like, I, need to figure out what's that that thing that's holding me back from um, getting to that next spot that I'm dreaming of, right? That next vision. And I realized that all of these things as well, that like I was the only one who had the power to do that. Like I was the only one first who could realize it. Um, and also uh, I'm the only one who can make it happen, and yeah, that was just in as a, a reflection of that, just in probably 15 seconds as I was walking home. And it's still like, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating because you're like, I mean, we're thinking about your story going like, wow, you're doing all these amazing things that if we did even one of those, that would be like, wow. And you're thinking there's still a next level to get to. And I don't know what it is, <laughs> you know? So it doesn't matter where you are on your journey of personal leadership development. There's always that next level to get to. And you can't compare yourself to somebody else's journey, right? Nope. <sighs> nope. Um, yeah. And that's another quote. It's like, stop comparing your today to someone else's yesterday. Yeah, that's good. Like, it, it really doesn't make sense. Um, we all have different dreams. We all have different goals. We all have um, different histories, different strengths. Gosh, we all have different strengths. Like, yes, mm -hmm. you. If you ever think that you have a weakness, well, on the other side of that coin is a strength. And, yep. you know, just like our strengths. So it's what humbles us, I guess. <laughs> yes. But... Um, to you know feel happy about yourself like why don't you just look at the strong points that you're carrying and that positive energy is a lot lighter and that will give you more energy and you'll be able to do more and 
you will end up accomplishing those goals because you're in the right headspace, you know? Absolutely. Well, you've sort of landed on leading two organizations. In fact, you probably have never landed and you probably never will land (laughs) (laughs) based on that story. But at least for now, you lead Global MVP, a nonprofit and PlayNet. Tell us about the mission of both of those and why our listeners could even get involved with either those causes at their local level or at an individual level or maybe even play off that idea. Yeah. So Global MVP, our mission is world peace through helping people to create peace from within. And our first project is for youth aged 12 to 18 to give them a space that is, you know, like to teach meditation in a fun way. So what I've Um, this vision that I've created is you put on a a VR headset and you're in nature, Um, real nature that exists or, you know, like it's just beautiful location. And as you put the, the little helmet, the the goggles on, (laughs) then you go into, um, you know, just an introduction of meditation and teaching you about breathing and like, why would you meditate? Um, those kind of things. And then you're told to explore and it, it, cause that's another thing in life, right? You, you should encourage exploring. That's we're pioneers by soul truly. And as you explore the map, there's different little hotspots that have guided meditations. And as you complete a guided meditation, then new abilities unlock and new maps unlock. So um, it's a game, right? (laughs) You're progressing through meditation and time spent meditating. And the meditations are each geared towards a specific virtue so that you um, are thinking of yourself more virtuously. And we all have those virtues within us, right? And we can all practice them. And yeah, so that's, and then there's also an element of, you know, becoming grateful and trying to teach gratitude. Um, That's, Another really important thing, I think, in anything in life for happiness, for joy. Absolutely. Gratitude leads to joy. And that's the first thing I do every morning in my journal is is, uh, journal my gratefulness from yesterday into today. Yeah, exactly. It just makes sense. And honestly, that wasn't a big thing that I was really taught growing up. I didn't really have... You know, it's hard because religion is not um, a thing so much in my family when I was growing up. And even today, my beliefs, like I go to church because I like community and structure, but I think beliefs are very specific to individuals. And I really do believe that. Um, 
And that's how I feel like my relationship with God or my view of God is different than someone else's. And I've grown to have peace with that. Um, But there are key elements that you can teach without getting into um, specific beliefs. Right. And I think gratitude teaching, like saying thank you and reflecting on those type of things. That's what I call prayer. Like, that's really important. And um, I really believe that people are good at heart and people have incredible dreams. And if we can empower people to follow their dreams and you can create a beautiful world. And if you can help people to learn how to create peace from within, then you can create world peace, right? And yeah, one person at a time. <laughs> exactly but it trickles so quickly what especially why i want to focus on the youth is youth always inspire the older generations you know <laughs> it's just facts like we're always inspired by what the younger ones are doing and if I know if I start doing something like my grandparents, they start, you know, looking into it a little bit more like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like even, a, even a, a shark tank, you know, when they bring in the young entrepreneur who started a business at like 15, even the sharks, you know, who have millions and billions of dollars go like, wow, you're pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. So I don't know. That's. That's what I believe. And I yes, good I also think that, well, in five years, I want to have a program for homeless people, people who struggle with depression, um, people who have a struggle with obesity, people who have, i.e., like incurable diseases and try to help them to cure the, themselves from within. It's, you know... It's where you have to start, right? You have to start on the inside and then yes. you can take better actions and make better decisions. And so that's that idea. A and big vision, goal. you know, I, I love big right? visions because they pull you forward. They inspire you. If you don't have a vision that wakes you up in the morning or inspires you, you're probably thinking too small, but yeah. a big vision is something that you never really get to, but you're always reaching for it. And and it's making you and the world around you better, but just by going after it. So yep. that's pretty cool. Tell me about PlayNet. What's that? So PlayNet is a social media application where your social profile are the events that you've gone to, the events that you're interested in, and the events that you've created. So it gives a new platform for event creators, artists, people who have, you know, weekly workout classes, maybe you and your friends who have your bachelorette party and weddings. It's a way for people to connect in real life. And it's a way to bring your social media profile into what you're actually doing. So I think it brings people more to the present moment. <laughs> cool. And if that... Is that nationwide, worldwide? Is that regional? Is yeah, that it's actually, so we haven't launched it officially yet, okay. but it's nationwide, worldwide. It's worldwide. It's okay, cool. so we will stay tuned. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be releasing the MVP 
um, within the next couple of months and then doing research around how people are using it, what they want and work to get investors so that we can bring it to the full scale vision and also tailor it to the requests that we're getting. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, summing up all of your learning about reinventing yourself after uh, tragedy, after uh, turns in the road that you weren't expecting or any kind of priority altering event, help our listeners out by giving them some advice on uh, what we can all do to make that happen, to keep growing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, self-reflection practice self-reflection, whether that's like through mindfulness, journaling, practice meditation, because it helps you to direct your focus and build a, a strong, healthy relationship with your mind so that you can redirect. If you have negativity, you know, like become aware and <laughs> believe in yourself um, you know, if you got to start there, you, you've got to believe in yourself and through your self-reflection, if you don't feel like you can believe in yourself, like ask yourself why, um, why don't you believe in yourself and realize like that those negative thoughts are not true. Um, you know, perhaps you need to switch up your perspective, know your beliefs, Um, that's really, really important because you're creating your foundation, right? And that's what everything will grow from. So understanding your beliefs, maybe write them all out. I did that. I actually wrote a whole document of everything that I believe. (laughs) And I adjust, you know, and it's quite cool to see how your own beliefs shift and shape as you grow and um, focus on your vision. Um, There's like some easy little thing, like eyes on the prize. (laughs) Um, And my boyfriend and I were actually just talking the other day about like how important it is to keep a positive attitude, even when things are hard and down, that's like just as important as celebrating the good times, which that is super important too. So I think those are some solid takeaways that you could apply to literally anything that you want to do with your life. Yeah. So true. And if, you know, we hear about your adventures and someone might say, you know, I've got some on my bucket list, you know, I've got an adventure, but there's just no way that I can do that. What would you say to that person that just just wants to do that at first thing, you know, on the list? Like maybe it is go to Fiji. Maybe it is to compose their own song, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> right? Why not? Well, why not give yourself the chance? Mm-hmm. Give yourself the chance. You know, yeah. like you could... Think of a million reasons if you want to break yourself down or your vision down, but like I, and the only reason that I, well, the reason that I believe in God is because I've seen God's work through my life. And if you give your fate, like your hands, your trust to God, um, 
then you'll figure out whether or not you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, at least you'll try. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've heard that he uh, he equips the call. Like if he calls you to do something, he will help you get there. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's so true. Yep. Yeah. And, and the- oftentimes your dreams are given to you for a reason. They are. So, they yeah. are. And oftentimes your dreams are given to you to meet a big need in the world, which is what you're you're striving to do. You know, and I, I think if we say no to our dreams, we're actually leaving the, a hole in the world that could that could have been solved. So we do need to pursue our dreams for sure and not choose the route of our limiting beliefs. You mentioned that phrase, and I help clients with that too. Like, what is that self-talk that you're saying that's holding you back? Yep. So you've had to blast through those limiting beliefs. You probably still do yep. uh, every, every so often, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a constant process. It's you have to fall in love with the process, find joy in it. Joy is the process because it's it doesn't stop. <laughs> oh, joy is the process. That is so yeah. good. Like you said, you you have chosen to you you choose joy, right? Because every day you have you can choose unhappiness. Sure, well, I don't know what good it does, no. but you know, choose joy <laughs> brings life to the world, and uh, you know whether that's. If that helps you pay for the person behind you in the drive-through to make their day, <laughs> or you smile at the person at the grocery store, yeah, choosing joy uh, is contagious, isn't it? It is. I like yep. how you said, you know, work uh, right out your beliefs. Uh, I've I've taken a lot of personal assessments, and I've got a one pager, you know, here on my wall of my core values, my personal mission statement, my vision statement, how I want to show up to the world. And it's all on a one pager. So like you, nice. I felt it was really important to write that down yep. because uh, I want to live in congruence with that. Uh, anytime I live out of congruence, which I guess is called dissonance, um, then I feel like I'm a little bit off. Like I'm not living my true purpose that God has called me to in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And you also said, focus on your vision, eyes on the prize. So mm-hmm. how do you keep that in front of you? Um, well, so we're stewardessing. You know, it's not all glamorous. <laughs> Oftentimes you're like cleaning a toilet or something <laughs> or throwing up over a toilet because you're seasick. Ooh. And yeah, that's like the worst feeling ever. But um, I just think about why... I'm doing this like, and that's those strong, having like that strong why that your vision is my why, right? Because I want to create this that helps you pull through those times. And one of my visions for the, I heard by Deepak Chopra to look as far as you can into the future and try to envision it as clearly as possible. So I have myself, I'm on a farm in the south of France with my family with world peace because my kids want to travel everywhere and now I don't have to worry about them. Oh, good one. <laughs> it comes from like this motherly place. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those why... are like the strongest things, right? You're... <laughs> yes. Yes. 
And I think uh, the seasickness is the reason that I'm not going to get into yachting. Sorry. <laughs> hey, that's my fair wife enough. could never be big enough <laughs> to overcome my motion sickness. <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah. But, but point well taken that that a strong why pulls you through the darkest times. And yes. so, uh, so listeners, that would be uh, both of our message to you today would be to uh, reconnect with the why, no matter what your goals are. Because your why has to be bigger than your excuses. Mm -hmm. Those excuses will always win and you'll regret that you didn't do it if you don't keep that why in front of you and pull you forward. Well, Wakiria, it was a delight having you on the show today. Uh, Keep doing amazing things for the world. Thank you. (laughs) Can I say uh, one more thing? Oh, yeah, go for it. Just uh, to focus on the, if you have to make a decision, focus on which one helps you to grow the most virtues. Oh, good one. Good yeah. one. If you come to a, path, a fork in the road, do the one that's going to help you grow. Love it. Had to put that in. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I have some takeaways from Wakiria today. Maybe you had some of the same ones. One was to share your gift. Yes, you do have a gift. She was very clear in saying, yes, you do. You have some strengths, even though you think like, I don't have any. And you notice that she said when she wasn't trying, it was the thing that came naturally. You've probably had that happen to you all your life or other people have commented like, you're so good at that. That is the thing you have to share with the world. And when you don't, the rest of the world is suffering. We also get to choose who we are, despite your family background, despite adversity that's come into your life. Despite those limiting beliefs that keep attacking you in your brain, you get to choose every day. Uh, And what can you do to change your situation? I want to encourage you to to choose joy. And then, of course, you heard there at the end to focus on your vision. Keep your eyes on the prize. Reconnect to your strong why because that's the thing that's going to pull you through your dark times. The GFT podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until you lose their value to your life. I want to put in a quick plug for my new book in pre-launch right now, Leading Through the Dark Waters of Conflict. So this is going to help you get to win-win in conflict situations. We all get in them in our personal life or in our work life. How about we do that better? Let's do it respectfully because we care and we really care about other people as well. So you go to growingforwardservices.net slash store, and that will be the place that you can pick up a copy. Thank you for listening to episode eight. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other Achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. Until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel. 